the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. It's all I want. She's blonde, five foot two. It's all I need, yeah. And one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. This is my America. That's right. Nowhere I'd rather be, baby. So that's why I'm back on hour two of tonight's Andrea K. Show. So glad to be here with you guys and just so glad to have this extra time because it gives me more time to be talking about all the different hot topics of the day, including even actually getting into some local San Diego stories. And let me tell you, all so goes California, right? So you're going to want to definitely pay attention to this on tonight's show. Uh, second hour of the of the show, we've got Cordy Lee Williams is going to be here a little bit later on. He's running for Senate here in the old Kamala Harris seat. He's going to be here. We got a rap about that. We got a rap about Big Mama. Did y'all hear the legend of Big Mama with Joe Biden? We got that to talk about tonight. We've actually got. Um, we're going to go all the way down to Florida with DeSantis because he's making some amazing moves down there as a. Uh, He's making some amazing moves down there in Florida. He is. All right. So let's get over to here in San Diego. All right. 888-344-1170, by the way, if you want to give us a buzz here, let us know what's on your mind. Did y'all hear that San Diego was put on a diet? We've been put on a diet here, a road diet, if you will. What happened was... There's a neighborhood called Mira Mesa here. You San Diegans know it well, this neighborhood Mira Mesa. And the residents, all of a sudden, they've got this uh, this road that's been like a four-lane road that suddenly is reduced down to two ways um, and instead of a four-lane road with expanded bike path going on. And, of course, when you take a highly trafficked road and a very congested area like Mira Mesa, then what's going to happen, right? You're going to have a lot of traffic, a lot of congestion. So they're like, what's going on here? So they call the media out there, and the media comes out there, and they start talking to some some disgruntled neighbors out there and residents there, one of which is a Democrat on the San Diego City Council. Well, he's a candidate, actually, for the uh, San Diego City Council, and he's disgruntled about it, and he says that the redesign is absurd. And let me tell you what's going on here. I knew exactly when I heard about this story, what was happening here, because it's the same thing that happened up in L.A. Back in 2017, a very highly trafficked, very congested area around Manhattan Beach and Culver City was reduced. And I think that might have been six lanes reduced down to two or something with a lot of bike paths put on there, a lot of pedestrian walkways. You get the, you get the gist. You don't even have to know the details of what it was originally sold as and what the, what they claim the purpose was. They say that it makes it safer for pedestrians, saying it made it safer for cars to travel. 
right? Made it safer for bikes to travel when what it was really about, what it was intended about up in L.A. And it was started by uh, the mayor of L.A. got together using some uh, um, Soviet central planner. Literally a guy who studied engineering and central planning out of the USSR was brought here to the state of California to do some central planning on us, i.e. craft redesigns of roadways roadways in a way that would make you so miserable in your car. And of course, remember, under the guise of public safety, right? That it would make you, uh, the, the real deal is that under the guise of public safety, they would make you so miserable that you'd get out of your car and go on foot or get on a bike. It got so bad up in Manhattan Beach that uh, uh, businesses were put out of people were run out of business because by by turning so many of the bike lanes, uh, the car lanes into bike lanes, they lost a lot of parking in front of their businesses. Businesses were being shuttered. People were stuck in traffic for hours and hours, were missing doctor's appointments, not able to pick up their kids, late for work. Traffic accidents tripled up there. Uh, a local uh, uh, tag team, a couple of guys named John and Ken up in L.A. started doing a lot of, of uh, radio, bringing a lot of spotlight on it, doing a lot, a lot of live shows from different restaurants and and establishments up there that Mayor Garcetti ended up having to uh, put the roads back the way they were. And what we found out at the time, and I think I actually even talked about it at the time here on my show. This is when I was still weekly. I found out at the time that that central planner, a guy whose name is Hassan Ikstran or something like that. It's a, it's a Russian name. I can't pronounce it. Ikstar or something. That he actually had a plan for the in- entire state of California, including San Diego. So even after it was a complete disaster up in the Manhattan Beach, Culver City area to the point to where... Um, that, uh, like I said, after John and Ken started doing all these, you know, radio shows there to where they were, you know, sitting there for hours at restaurants with citizens talking about what a nightmare it was for them and that public safety had gone down and uh, the damage it was doing to businesses and people's lives, they finally reversed it. Even after reversing it, that guy, that central planner came from LA down here. Now he's the executive director of Sandag and he's doing the same crap starting in Mira Mesa. And the plan is, and the plan actually in 2017 was to involve downtown San Diego. It was supposed to involve areas up in San Marcos and Carlsbad. And I guess they decided to start with Mira Mesa. And this is an absolute disaster in the making. I think they chose this area instead of going with um, what would be like a really highly congested area in San Diego skins. Like, like uh, local streets. Actually, right near the uh, near ni- my neighborhood, up near the SDSU area, really congested just about all the time. Yeah, th- oh, well, that would be an area that would be kind of like Manhattan Beach, you yeah. know? Yeah, to where you, t- you take that down to two lanes, turn everything else into pedestrian bike lanes, and you're going to see a complete disaster in the making. I think they went to like a Mira Mesa area, which is a little less see, congested. Yeah, see, it's not that bad. Trying to soften the mark, trying to lay the groundwork for it. But we've got to nip this in the bud. This is about, you think about them doing this at a time in which we're paying $7 for a gallon of gas, in which we still have a gas tax. Sandag is, Sandag managed to finagle a, a continuation on a gas tax. They're looking to increase the gas tax even further, right? 
we know that this that what the Biden administration is and, and what they're doing with that, what they did with Nord Stream Pipeline and Keystone and all that, they, they're not even trying to hide it, right? Oh, you're miserable paying $7 for a gallon of gas or uh, in different parts in the country. Go buy, go buy electric, right? You, you're miserable sitting in traffic because we, we took a four lane, a four lane roadway and turned it into two lanes. You know, you're miserable with that. We'll, we'll get on your bike, ride your bike everywhere. You soccer mom, when you've got four kids, get rid of that minivan. Get, you know, get, get one of those bikes where six people can ride on a bike, right? That's the plan. This is, this is what the play is to make us as miserable as possible so that we'll go to green energy. And it's not going to work, but they don't care. This central planning might work if you've, if you're Copenhagen where everybody's living in some small little urban area and everybody's got, you know, um, you know, one dog and a cat, right? Is it, is it, I think it's Stockholm maybe or Copenhagen where everybody rides on bikes everywhere and everybody lives in these little 600 square foot apartments. That's not how we live. And the fact that we've got some central planner who got his master's and his bachelor's degree out of the USSR, you know, says, says everything, right? That this is, this is the communist takeover of our nation here in San Diego County, right? All right, we're going to quickly go to the phones before I take a break. We've got uh, Cammie on the line. It's got something from North Park. It's got something. Oh, it's in her. She says it's in her area already. Hi, Cammie. Welcome to the Andrea K. Show. Hi. Thank you. Thank you for taking my call. Hey, listen. Okay, so I'm a native San Diego, and I lived here my entire life. And uh, going through North Park, they did that whole conversion, like you're talking about, like what they were doing in Mar- like they're going to do in Mira Mesa, and did try to do up in L.A. Well, they've already done that here, and there's all it's, North Park is a lot of young people, and and uh, they cut down on the the parking places where these all these small businesses have uh, you know you can and parking is already at a premium in North Park anyway. Mm-hmm. So just to go out to eat, to go out to dinner, and my son and I go out to eat a lot here in the area. The parking is like removed, and the crazy thing in all this is that I rarely see bicycle people on the on the bike path. Right, it's like. So they're, so they're catering to a small minority of the population and forget about everybody else who has to work. But not only has the bike thing happened, but also to the regentrification of North Park. They're putting up all these huge buildings and structures of apartments of people not everybody can afford. There's like a small portion of them uh, that are, uh, what do you call it, um, they reduce the, the housing. And... It's just, they're just like squeezing people out. That's what's happening. And then with the gas tax, they're talking about that happening. And it's like San Diego wasn't built this way. Like I said, I'm a native Diego. It wasn't built this way. Everything is planned and everything is far apart. And it's like, where did this, who is this guy from Russia? What does he know? He hasn't lived here in a city. I mean, they all live, what is it, country in in Russia and stuff. But here in San Diego, there's, there's these old neighborhoods. And... Yeah. Like, who, who is doing this planning? It's like it's squeezing all these young people out. I, you know, I have a younger a son and who's a young adult. And like I said, I've lived here my entire life. Mm. And see this yeah. stuff happening. It's like it's really maddening. It is. I haven't been to North Park in a while. There used to be a really great pancake place. I, I used to get oh, my... Right. Well, you would, you would, oh, I'm, my son's a foodie. So it's like there are so many great restaurants here. And to see what they've done to the parking here. Yeah. And they, it, that was, North, North, 
Yeah, North Park is one of those areas that just was so charming, just so, you know, yeah. old San Diego. And, you know, we're a large yeah. surf town, got a lot of neighborhoods. Yeah. We were not meant to be turned into Moscow or Copenhagen, where everybody's living in high rises and 600 square feet, riding bikes everywhere. I rarely see, the only time I see people on bikes is along the beach, on beach cruisers, or yeah. maybe when they're out on, on hiking trails. We are not yeah. a, we're not New York City to where people commute yeah. on their bikes. I mean, that's, you know, or people go around and go shopping on their bikes. That's not who we are, but that's, that's who is now running Sandag trying to turn us. What's up? They're forcing it on us. They're trying to. I was a a cyclist for years, but I lived up in North County and there's all those great, you know, bike roads on near the ocean and stuff. So it's nothing against cyclists. It's just they're, they're catering to a minority of people who are cyclists, who are serious about their biking and well, Whatever, I got to uh, excuse me for interrupting, Kami, before I got to yeah. let you go. I don't think they care okay. anything. I don't think they're trying to cater to anybody. I think what they're trying to do is change America. They're trying to force us by making us unable to making us miserable in our cars, not able to afford the gas, not have any place to park. Um, you know, whether we're out shopping or whether or not it's where we live, they're trying to force us through misery to um, to uh, embrace green energy. That's ultimately what it's about. It's central planning of our every aspect of our lives. And they're doing it under the guise of mainly safety. Right. That's what Manhattan Beach was all about. Some some woman got hit. Some woman got hit by a car one night after she walked away from a bar. And that was their excuse to do this up in Manhattan Beach. So it's got to leave it there. Cami, thank you so much for calling. Yeah, All right. Thanks. Thank you. Call back soon. All right. I'm past the point of a break. I'm going to take a break. We got more coming back. Did y'all hear the story of Big Mama? Yeah, we got to talk about Big Mama. We're also going to talk about Hunter, Hunter Biden, those topics and more. Stay tuned. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to the second hour of the Andrea K Show. That's right. We're live from two hours for two hours every night, 6 to 8 p.m. here on The Answer San Diego. would love to hear from you guys. Before the break, we got a caller about this road diet. Seems that San Diego's not just been put on a road diet in uh, Mira Mesa, but also in North Park. And if you've got an area where you're experiencing this or anything you want to weigh in on that, we can keep that conversation rolling. 888-344-1170. Did y'all hear the story, the legend that is Big Mama? I don't know if Big Brian heard this story today, but he's here to rap about it. And it's my buddy, Brian Maloney from Red Wave America. Hello, my dear. Are we spending the second hour rapping? Is that what it's for? <laughs> this is the Andrea rap hour. Hey, I, I got to tell you right off the bat, I am so, so happy that you have a second hour. Uh, so, so long overdue. And I mean, just hearing you say the second hour is so exciting really is. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. You you know, I call you my comfort food, my spicy fried chicken, because you've been my buddy for years now, and you're so good to me. And always, and most thank importantly, you. you bring great content to the show. So I saved this for the second hour, not because it's not important, because let me tell you, when we have a president of the United States standing at the microphones, lying today 
that he once was a trucker and then telling a story about a woman he called a big mama. We've really sunk. I thought we had sunk to a new low with this woman we nominated on the Supreme Court that apologized to child predators. But, you know, the, the story of big mama, I don't know what made it more disturbing to me. Brian Maloney, the fact that he told the story or the fact that when it was a lie, obviously, or the fact that he somehow thought that this story was going to be like compelling and persuasive to the American people. Well, I think so. Here's we've got a couple of things here. Number one, I think that Biden is so far gone in his mind at this point that he truly believes that he was once a truck driver. And I think that's <laughs> what makes this so scary. When I watched this and I watched a couple of times today, it's been all over social media. And to me, it sounded like he really believes that he was once a truck driver. And we know that Joe has never been a truck driver. In fact, I don't think he's worked a job much ever except been in Congress. I mean, he's really spent his entire career in government, not really doing anything else. But this truck driver thing and the big mama, you know, it goes back to the corn pop stories, you know, that he had before. But watching him, and then he was confused. Did you see the clip of, you know, where do we go? What do we do next? Yeah. And he's just looking confused. He's just befuddled at this point. So he's, a, he's so far gone now. Um, the other thing that you mentioned was the Jackson situation. Her confirmation in the U.S. Supreme Court, which is now a certainty, there's nothing we can do because we have three idiot Republicans who, and, and Joe Manchin, who was supposedly some moderate, right? He was, he was a moderate, a maverick, right, who, mm-hmm. who seems to love her. Um, you know, so much for that. But we've got three idiot Republicans, Romney, Murkowski, and, oh, oh, oh Susan Collins in Maine, three of them, um, who, who are just fine with this you know, pedophile stuff. And the weird thing is, you know, Romney voted against Jackson to the, when she was being nominated for the uh, D.C. circuit just last summer. So that's how fast this woman's rise has been into the U.S. Supreme Court. We were just, you know, they were just voting on her last summer, last year. Uh, and Romney voted no. So what changed his mind? So he hears all this pedophilia stuff and now he supports her. Yeah. I mean, I, I just, I got to wonder what's going on in Utah, but I, she is the ruination of the U.S. Supreme Court. She is the ruination of America. You put someone like that into a position of power like that, I, there's no going back. We've never had anyone like that on the U.S. Supreme Court. I could never have imagined anyone like that in that kind of position ever in my life. Well, no. And, you know, Joe Biden, you know, to, to see him telling this story of Big Mama, by the way, if y'all didn't if y'all didn't hear hear it, I'm not going to play the the audio of it. But he he says, I swear to God, too. I, 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 he, how does he say it? Um, you know, the only woman truck driver I ever knew I met that day. And she this is this is Big Mama. No room. I swear to God. True story. He says I've got a, I've got a United States senator driving my truck. And she said, I've got the blank president in mind. So what? I'll never forget that I was a very powerful guy anyway that was the first trucker I met and it's the pandering to women right um it with this it, it, it initially I was laughing because I was like you know this story you know who who was big mama did he see some movie starring you know Shelly Winters you know big mama the truck driver well, it and was so- Wee's big adventure <laughs> that, that if you ever stopped 
the movie. That's I don't know. I, you know, but he has also claimed to have been a truck driver himself. Right. And that's what the GOP was tweeting about. They actually got off their butts and tweeted about this today and said, you know, we know for a fact that he has never been a truck driver. And he has repeatedly asserted that he was, in fact, a truck driver but- so that he. You know, I mean, that's what I'm telling you. Right. Well, yeah. And the thing is, is, is I, I, I'm, I'm literally trying to get into the story and think to myself, this is the guy who's pandering to women here with this story, right? He's pandering to women with the nomination of Katanji Brown Jackson. But the reality is, is he said that he didn't watch any. He didn't watch any of her hearings. I don't think this man knows where he is. This man isn't no. making he is not making one decision on behalf of the government. He's out here telling these stupid stories that I think that the I think that they know he's going to tell these stories. I think that they I think that they likely knew that he was going to come out there with this big mama crap, right? I think that they actually yeah. think, in other words, that this is when he's at his most charming, right? I think that they, they there's a poll out today that says that they, that more Americans think that the America that a, a majority of Americans think that Americans would be better off more if Joe Biden was the one out of office instead of Putin. So I think yeah, that this, yeah. I think that stuff like this big mama, hear me out, I could be wrong, but I think it's an, in a, it, it, almost like a distraction to try to bring him out, make him seem, let's see, this is the guy that, that you like. Um, it's a, it's a distraction from the fact that Obama was at the White House today for the first time since he left. He's the one really calling the shots, isn't he? He and this Ron Klain guy. Well, and the weird thing is, is that through all of this, Kamala Harris is even more unintelligible than Joe Biden. I mean, her recent speeches have been worse than Joe's. So not, this is the thing I keep pointing out. It's like, okay, we expect Joe to decline because of his obvious health issues and age or whatever. But what's Kamala's excuse? I mean, she is out there. And she lost another aide today. You saw that another key aide. So, I mean, they're running from her office as fast as they can. And those are people who were very closely aligned with her for years. And these are people who've worked with her for a long time, and they're all fleeing like rats, you know, on a sinking ship. So something's really, really wrong inside Washington. And, I mean, it's it's alarming as an American to watch this because we've got a lot of really scary things going on around the world right now. Uh, and there's just nobody home in Washington whatsoever. I mean, it almost makes me feel it. All, I, I guess I'm I'm actually feeling like there might actually be it might be better for us that we got Obama back in the White House. At least he's cogent. At least he's not running around, I mean, I you know, guess, as but... president of the United States, running around telling these wild landish stories, you know, about big, big mama. I mean, you know, flashback to your childhood. Who was president when you were a kid? Ronald Reagan. I mean, we've gone from Ronald Reagan, who is so um, not even Jimmy Carter was this bad. This is frightening to the American people right now. And we've got three more years of this. Yeah, and Jimmy Carter was just misguided on policy, but he was still a good man at the end of the day. He didn't agree with the guy, but, you know, he wasn't a bad man, and he's still alive and isn't a bad man today. Um, just, you know, we disagree with him on policy, but this is something completely different. We have completely evil, sick creatures inhabiting Washington who have this incredible need to push child porn and pedophilia and, and just sickening stuff on our society and having, you know, K through third graders um, looking at things that as parents, we would never allow our children to see. Uh, I mean, there's just something sickening. I think it's just depravity. I think it's taken over the Capitol. And we as Americans are just looking in on it, wondering how did these 
lunatics take over the asylum. These are dangerous people. Well, yeah. I mean, you think about, you're right to to talk about depravity. When we have about to be, when I was a kid, to be nominated to be a Supreme Court justice, you you were the most brilliant of of Americans. And these were the people that were our stalwarts. These were the people that were supposed to be um, not just our greatest legal minds, but such true Americans that they that, that when they spoke, it was it was of a language that the, the average the mere mortal couldn't understand because they were so their brains were so wrapped around the U.S. Constitution and you know and 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 about everything that this country was founded on. Um, of course, then we went off the rails with Roe v. Wade, and now we're off the rails even further with a woman. You, th- you, th- you thought Roe v. Wade was bad. Now we're off the rails with a woman who apologized to a child predator that won't even say what, the, what a woman is in this country. And we don't have a Republican Party at the, at the leadership level, at least. We don't have a Republican Party. I've got great Republicans at the local level here. But at the establishment level, that we're, you know, okay, we could sit here and bag on Mitt, Mitt, uh, Mitt Romney all day long, but we're Mitch McConnell. Well, and that's and that's exactly it. I don't know where the people of Utah are on this either, because I don't think people in Utah support, uh, you know, crimes against children. I don't think the average person in Utah believes in that. But I don't know where Mitch McConnell is. He obviously can't round up his own uh, caucus. He can't round up his own, you know, group there. And that's an obvious sign of leadership failure. If you can't defeat this woman, I don't know what you, you can do. You know, that's number one. So, I mean, we're in really, really dangerous territory here. And, you know, and then we have these elections coming up. As you and I have been screaming for the longest time now, we can't get people to pay attention to some very good candidates that are running across the country for, you know, I mean, it would be very, very encouraging individuals. And we can't get anything focused in terms of getting people to send money or to pay attention, work on their campaigns because we're distracted by all this crazy garbage every day. Like big mama stories, you know? Um, Well, that's it. (laughs) You know, seriously, this is why I was wondering, you know, he, he, he didn't, that story, I don't believe it just popped up in his mind. I'm almost thinking it was scripted. I'm almost, they told him, they told him, go talk about big mama. He's got trucks behind him. I don't know what happened to the trucker convoy. Right. I mean, where did that go? They didn't really accomplish anything. Right. So he's, that was ignored. It was ignored. And he's using these big trucks and the story of big mama to make him seem like he's, you know, and, and, you know, Americans might, might buy into this. Right. And it was a great distraction today against the other stories that I've talked about, like the babies that were found in a bucket in DC, um, the, the, you know, Colorado passing infanticide into law, uh, the, the Whitmer yeah. kidnapping case that where the jury's deliberating was a story of the FBI trying to, to, trying to come up with an October surprise to sway the outcome of an election. We've got, you know, we haven't even gotten into the, to the Southern border yet. Um, but speaking of local, uh, of races, I've got my friend Cordy Lee Williams is coming up a little bit later in the show. He's running for U.S. Senate. And, and so I'm excited to talk to him about Fauci's comments and uh, and and the um, us being warned about the upcoming COVID wave. But my dear friend, thank you so much for being here tonight. I appreciate you. We'll have you back next week, I hope. All right. Stay tuned. All right. Come back. All right. Stay tuned, listeners. Second hour of the Andrea K Show. 888-344-1170. Coming up. Judicial Watch got a win in the courts here in California. Stay tuned for the answer. 
Andrea Kay. Telling you like it is, while eating a donut too. It's the Andrea Kay Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea Kay Show. We're in the last half hour of hour two. This is our first week being live with y'all from 6 to 8 p.m. Pacific time, and I appreciate y'all being with me so much. You can give us a buzz here, 888-344-1170. I know I've been getting lots of emails and messages from you guys on all the socials with topic ideas and guest ideas, and I've heard you. We hear you here, and we love all your comments and your suggestions, so keep those rolling, and we're taking those to heart, and we are hoping we're going to continue to make the show just better and better and better for you guys, particularly you San Diego. I know that sometimes y'all feel like we focus so much on national stories that we don't keep it local. And um, we're definitely going to be sharing more local stories with you guys here because y'all know I may be from New Orleans. Um, You can take the girl out of the bayou, okay? Um, And even though I'm still going to love the bayou, I am a San Diego girl now at heart. Uh, Here's a California story that does affect San Diegans. It affects the whole state. Judicial Watch had filed a lawsuit against the state of California because a few years ago, They signed into law um, a a new law that required corporations to include at least one member of a, quote, underrepresented community on their boards of directors by December 1st, 31st of last year, either by adding a seat or filling a vacant one. Um, By December 31st, each corporation must include a minimum of such members based on the total size of the board. Well, Judicial Watch had filed a lawsuit and last uh, Friday... An L.A. judge ruled that California's landmark law mandating corporations diversify their boards uh, is unconstitutional. And of course, it's unconstitutional um, because uh, when you're trying to when you are dictating. Who should be hired, who should be nominated, who should be whatever the process is for board of directors, I guess they they, you know, install somebody on the board of directors when you're requiring that they be of a certain skin color then you're discriminating against anybody who's not of that skin color if you're demanding that a board of directors place someone who's from the lbgt community then you're discriminating against somebody who's not of the lbgt community and one of the things that i've said and so it's it's flat out unconstitutional um one of the things that i've said you know i've talked a lot about the lgt lbgtqi now there's just so many different letters to it and one of the things i said to a friend of mine back when it was just lbg community years ago back around the time that it was uh, it was all about same sex marriage then right that's all they wanted was same sex marriage right yeah uh-huh, that's all they wanted right i and i said then i said look your your movement is not about civil rights when you seek to deny the civil rights of other people Your movement is not about equity or equality when your movement is discriminating against other people. And that's what's going on here with corporations. Not to mention the fact that what this is is flat out communism. Don't tell me how many times I got to say these people tell me it's not communism. What's going on in this country? It's socialism. Uh, It it doesn't have the government doesn't have to uh, own the pink slip of a business to own the, the, the means of production. When they're able to tell you who you've got to sit on your board of directors how many people of this color you got to hire, whether or not they're qualified. Look at what they're doing with this KBJ woman. She's not qualified to be on there. You know why she's not qualified? Because she's sympathetic to child predators and child rapists. Not about merit anymore, Andrea. It, it, no, they've gotten rid of merit. That's what this is about. Uh, a diversity on boards report issued in March by the Secretary of State found out that about th- uh, 300 of some 700 corporations had complied. So 300 corporations in the state of California have discriminated against people. 
on the basis of skin color or sexuality. However, half of the corporations didn't uh, file the required disclosure statement. Um, and part of the reason why 300 would comply with this, what is this also tied to, is ESG scores, right? Because we know that that's coming. That's been in place actually for a while. I think Standard and & Poor's and Moody's years ago were starting to apply ESG scores to their to their ratings, their credit ratings. So that's that's a part of this movement, right? Um, sometime I'm going to be delving into and doing some research into something called stakeholders, which is a new movement of the left and the communist to control corporations and companies with something called stakeholder positions, which is basically you're considered a stakeholder. I got to research it, maybe bring my man Elhoff in. Maybe we'll bring him in Wednesday night to talk about this. This is a new movement of way. It's part of the ESG score, part of equity, this whole, this whole movement of what's, what it's about. Um, basically controlling all the means of production through social justice warrior causes. There's a new movement called stakeholders. And what I think it's about is it's about, you know, we're, uh, you know, the community, we're all in this together. And even though I don't have, I'm not a shareholder because I didn't do like Elon Musk with Twitter and I didn't write no check for no shares. I'm still a stakeholder because, you know, I'm living in America kind of thing is what I think that's about. Um, but this is a win for now. Um, at the time in which Newsom signed this into law, supposedly uh, it, everybody knew it was on shaky ground. But see, isn't that how the left does things? It's like they know it's not constitutional. They know they know that it's it, that that it doesn't fly with the rule of law and the Constitution. But they do it anyway, you know. And you know, it's it, it's their their play is to you know. Um, what's the old saying? I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, it's easier to, you know, get forgiveness than to get permission, right? They don't wait, they don't wait to get permission. They just do what they want to do and, you know, and, and, and push and push and push and push and push. And because they've got so many dictators in black robes, because they've got so many KBJs on these courts at all these different levels. I mean, half the time they get these things through or by the time, or even by the time that it gets rejected by a court, they've already got 300 companies that have already discriminated against and already have the social justice warriors now sitting on their board of directors calling the shots for what's happening in corporations. So even though it's been recalled, they've already gotten a win there, right? They got 300 out of 700 corporations to enact their social justice warrior movement. All right, we're going to take a break. We come back. Final segment of Hour 2 tonight, 888-344-1170. Coming up, we got my friend Cordy Lee Williams, who's running for Senate and U.S. Senate here in the state of California. I always lecture you all to get active. Well, Cordy's active, and he's going to be here to weigh in on Fauci's new statement about masking. Stay tuned. A.K., Dynamite in a Dress. Or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, she's on the answer, San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. Rolling into our final segment of our new two-hour Andrea K. Show. 888-344-1170. If you want to call in, we got about eight minutes left here on the show. But at the end of the show, I'm going to give you a number where you can call 24 hours a day if you want to weigh in on any of anything that's happening out there. Um, look, you know, earlier before the break, I was talking to my friend Brian Maloney and here and I are always lecturing people that you've got to get active, run for office yourself or support those that are. We've got to get grassroots, just like the Democrats. They work 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365, and they run for office and they support those that do. Cordy Lee Williams, 
chiropractor decided, Megaphone Marine decided he was going to throw his hat in the ring and do something very difficult, and that's run for U.S. Senate. And Kamala Kakala's old seat, and he joins me now. Hey, Cordy Lee Williams. How are you, Miss Andrea? I love that dynamite in a dress. Thank you. I love that. That Thank was awesome. You. Thank you, honey. Glad to you're a little bit. You're you're kind of dynamite yourself. Dynamite in a, <laughs> in a in a high and tight. You still wear a high and tight Marine Corps hairdo? Well, it's kind of it's kind of like a medium rag. So I'm I'm a little sloppy or lazy. I get the, <laughs> I get the zero fade all the way up to the, the medium level. <laughs> Got to have a little fluff on the head because the wife likes it and all that. But uh, but no, not quite high and tight. A little bit lower, but. Uh, Still got the same ethics, morals, and drive, for sure. There you go. That's right. Okay, speaking of who's got no morals but a lot of drive, and that's Fraud Fauci. And he's come out today saying, you know what? Going back to indoor masking is prudent. And we know across this country they're still pushing these shot mandates. It's still required of the military. They're not even allowed any religious exemptions. Um, you're running for Senate. I don't think that the, that Congress has done enough, nor is there even enough Republicans saying, hey, when we take back the House and the Senate, we're going to end these stupid mandates anywhere, anyplace, anytime, anywhere. Your thoughts? Well, you know, it's all false evidence appearing real. I mean, you know, we're coming up to the midterms. Um, so, of course, um, or, or midterm, excuse me, um, primaries and, you know, in, in California, especially. So, it's, you know, of course, Joe Biden's puppet, uh, Fauci, would start creating some more false evidence appearing real um, to make or ensure that people mail in more ballots because that's their scheme. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've seen it since day one. And honestly, I think civil disobedience is is the way of the future. Having people, you know, that can assemble people in different states like I can, for example. We've got groups all over California, as you know, Andrea. And when we mobilize people, whether it's Let Them Breathe, Reopen San Diego, Carlos Zapata in Shasta County, um, the We the People organization of Orange County. There's so many that I'm not naming. And when we do these rallies, there's power in it. What we need to start doing is doing walkouts. When you walk out of a a district like Richard Pan's or Dick Pan, and and, and you walk out of um, a business that's thriving in his district, you take away votes and you take away money from that district. That's the only way you're going to force these people's hand because they have no moral compass. They have no God. Well, yeah, they don't. And you can you can see uh, the de- moral decay in this nation in so many different areas of society where you've got um, whether it's a Supreme Court nominee who apologized to a child predator and won't say what a woman is. We now got the Biden administration that came out last week on trans I don't know what day trans what it, visual day where I see you declaring um, endorsing sex change operations and, and puberty blockers for children in this country, whether we see CRT being taught in the schools or even something is it, it, these these mandates themselves are evil because of what they've done to the children, to the infanticide that's that's happening and being legislated across this country. So much of the evil that's happening is really directed at children, isn't it, Cordy Lee? Yeah, it is. You know, and I got a five-year-old and three-year-old, and that's what I'm really trying to drive home to voters. You know, this isn't about Trump or Biden. It's not about red or blue. It's not about race or gender. It's about our kids. That's what this election cycle is about. And they're trying to take freedoms away from our kids. And so what we all need to be talking about is the 51% that we agree on instead of the 49% that we don't, which is we all want to raise our kids in love the way we see fit, not the way big government sees fit. And, well, yeah. and, and this Marxist communist playbook 
we, we got to throw it in the toilet. Yeah, absolutely. And that's what that's what is the through line in all of this, whether we're talking about the open borders, whether we're talking about CRT in our schools, the LBGTQIA recruitment of children in schools, um, whether we're talking about the takeover uh, of businesses, like a report that I just did, um, Judicial Watch filed a suit against California for trying to force board of directors to put people, you know, force them to have certain number of people with certain skin color or whatever. I mean, it's all about destroying the Judeo Christian principles and values in the United States uh, Constitution. It's about shredding all of that and rebuilding it according to their Marxist schemes. And we don't have enough Republicans in Congress willing to call that out and willing to do something to stop it. Tell everybody what your plan is. What are you going to do? What, what, what's the first two things you're going to do if you get elected? You know, I think medical freedoms at the top of the list. I mean, obviously, election integrity and, and, and immigration um, are not far behind it. But when you control a populace, and you mandate um, these shots that are unscientific, unproven. And Epic Times had an article out the other day about that, that they've proven the heart defects and the heart issues that are created by this shot. You know, fundamentally, when you take away people's Fourth, Fifth, and Fourteenth Amendment, which is their right to choose, right? Life, liberty, the pursuit of happiness, right? When you take away their choice uh, with their medical freedom, I mean, you take away this republic. And that's just what I firmly believe. And so I think we need to remind um, these these blue state dictators of what the First Amendment says. So many ADA and HIPAA rights have been trampled on the last two years. Um, and we need a policy or an act or legislation that clearly outlines a medical exemption, a religious exemption, when it can be used to remind these people of what we shouldn't have to, which is the First Amendment. Absolutely. Tell everybody how they can learn more about your campaign and support you. You can go to Cordy4Senate.com, C-O-R-D-I-E, number 4 Senate.com. Uh, we need your help. I'm the front runner right now for that second spot against Padilla. We just got endorsed by the California Republican Assembly by an 85% margin of victory. Um, so we are, we are slaying dragons for Jesus. Help us get online, volunteer. And uh, thanks for having me on tonight, Andrea. Thanks for being here. God bless you, man. God bless you, sweetheart. Take care. Thank you. All right. We about wrapping up our first second hour here on the Andrea K show. It's almost like a time warp. It's kind of weird. I know it is kind of weird. We had a look, we had some tech issues before when, when we started the second hour, but you know what? That's okay. It's all good because we're, we're, we're going to be, we're going to be getting ourselves. We're going to be, um, kick out, knocking out all the kinks. I'm trying to, what's, what's, what yeah, have the cool kids That's say accurate. It? Getting all the kinks out. Getting all the kinks out. Yeah, not we ain't kinky here. Don't don't get it twisted. Don't get it twisted, right? We ain't kinky here. Uh, eight, eight, here's a number for y'all. I get emails from y'all with guest suggestions, topic suggestions. Y'all email me all the time. I love that. I love that y'all email me. But I tell you what, I would also love to have you do. I'd love to have you call eight four four. 814-5227. What do you think? Yeah, tell us what you think, particularly if you've got a topic idea or if you want to if you want to share your thoughts on any subject because I know sometimes people are like a little nervous to call in and talk live. They're not really sure what to say or maybe it's just not convenient for them to call in when I'm live. But you can call in 24 hours a day, 7 days a week at 844-814-5227. Thank you to my guests, thank you to the listeners. I love you all so much. Thank you Skins. We'll be back tomorrow night, 6 to 8 p.m. right here on The Answer San Diego. Love you all. Peace out.
Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.